Amen. Our God is indeed a great God. There is no one like the Lord who saves us. When a person believes that Jesus Christ died on the cross for their sins, and they believe that that same Jesus rose again from the dead, and they call upon Jesus in faith, naming him Lord of their lives, they become Christians, followers of Jesus. The Bible has a word for people who decide to follow Jesus, who experience salvation from the Lord. And it is the word disciple. A disciple may be defined as a student, a learner, or a follower of Jesus. It is one who walks with Him, believing His words in faith and acting upon His word in obedience. Following Jesus is not always easy. It's not always comfortable. It's not always popular. It's not always convenient. The way is narrow, Jesus himself said. The lane in which we run this race of faith is long. The path may become lonely. Not sure what's going on there. Try to mute all of the... Yeah, all right, there we go. Good job. Yeah, I should have. That was my opportunity to beatbox, Drew, and I missed it. Man. Maybe we can work that out next week. They took me by surprise. I wasn't ready. I don't, I don't think you, you want me preaching. You don't want me busting rhymes and doing, I, I promise you. I promise you. It ain't going to work. All right. So, you know, listen to me. That When you follow Jesus, sometimes it's going to get a little arduous. It's going to be hard. We may become weary on the journey. Living by faith and following Christ means that we are going to be challenged with obstacles. It means that we are going to be confronted with some difficult things along the way. Walking with Jesus is hard, but it's worth the hardship. And I want to share with you this morning about some of those hardships under this subject, the difficulty of discipleship. We'll be looking in God's Word today in John chapter 6, verses 60 through 71. So if you have a Bible with you today, I invite you to turn there so that you can follow along as I read and explain and make some life application from this text. If you don't have a copy of the Bible, uh, there are a few scattered throughout the pews in the sanctuary. If you want to follow along there, you can, or the verses will be on the screen behind me. John chapter 6, verses 60 through 71. The Bible says, Therefore many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can understand it? When Jesus knew in himself 
that his disciples complained about this, he said to them, Does this offend you? What then if you should see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe and who would betray him. And he said, therefore I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by my Father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Then Jesus said to the twelve, Do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered them, Did I not choose you, the twelve, and one of you is a devil? He spoke of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for it was he who would betray him, being one of the twelve. The difficulty of discipleship. The main lesson we'll learn today is that walking with Jesus is hard, but it is worth the hardship. There are three difficulties that the disciples of Jesus met in this passage of Scripture we just read. And they are some of the same difficulties that we as disciples of Jesus will encounter today as we walk with Him. So we're going to look at each one of these difficulties as they arise in this passage of Scripture and think about why walking with Jesus is worth the hardship. First, I want you to notice the difficulty of confusion There is the difficulty of confusion. We see this in verse 60. Notice this wasn't just an issue for a few struggling disciples in the crowd. But that many of Jesus' disciples had a hard time understanding either exactly what he was asking them to do or how he was commanding them to do what he wanted. Or maybe even both. Remember when Bryson had the kids kind of scratch their heads like this? We as adults do that too sometimes, don't we? We read Jesus' words in the Bible. Randy's over there rubbing his bald head right now. Or we do the, we call it the doggy head tilt thing. You dog lovers out there know what I'm talking about. You tell your dog something, one of those deep things in life because he's man's best friend. And he kind of looks at you like this. Amy Privet had it down to a fine art. It's good. It's good. There are times as disciples that we might get a little confused as we follow Jesus. If you remember two weeks ago, we talked about what Jesus said earlier in John chapter 6 
Bryson shared it with the children this morning in the children's sermon. Jesus is the bread of life. And Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 56, that those who eat his flesh and drink his blood will live forever. When you hear those phrases, it might make your ears question what you just heard. Did Jesus just say, eat my flesh and drink my blood? It might even leave a bad taste in your mouth. Jesus was using a shocking metaphor to communicate a spiritual message. Just as bread provides us with the physical food that we need to live, so Christ gives us the spiritual nourishment that we need to live. But there were several there in the crowd that day who didn't pick up on this teaching. They just heard Jesus say, eat my flesh and drink my blood. They were disgusted. They wondered why Jesus wanted vampires and cannibals to follow him. Or at best, they thought he had made a really bad PR move with that analogy. Jesus ain't nobody going to want to join this band of disciples now. But Jesus knew exactly what he was talking about. He knew what he was doing when he made those statements. Just like there are eight miraculous signs recorded in the Gospel of John that show Jesus as the Christ, so there are also eight meaningful I am statements that Jesus said to show that he is the Son of God. The first of those I am statements is this one in John chapter 6, stated clearly in verses 35 and 48. I am the bread of life. Though that teaching sounds simple, it is a truth that tripped up many disciples because it was so difficult for them to wrap their minds around exactly what Jesus was saying. The other seven I am statements that we'll see as we continue through the Gospel of John proved to be just as difficult to deal with for some of the disciples. Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 12, I am the light of the world. He said in John chapter 10, verse 9, I am the door. He said in John chapter 10, verse 11, I am the good shepherd. In John eleven twenty five, 25, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. In John 14, 6, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. In John chapter 15, verse 5, he said, I am the vine. And stated both simply and repeatedly all throughout the Gospel of John. Chapter 4, verse 26. Chapter 8, verse 24. 28, 58. Chapter 13, verse 19. Chapter 18, verses 5, 6, and 8. Jesus would simply say, I am. Equating himself with the one true God from the Old Testament. And every time Jesus taught these profound truths, many of his disciples tilted their heads. They scratched their noggins trying to figure out what exactly he was talking about. Our finite intelligence is no match for the infinite Father in heaven who sent his son Jesus to teach us the truth. 
there will be times as we walk with Jesus that we will be confronted with confusion. Don't give up just because you don't understand. Do you hear me? Don't give up following Jesus just because you don't understand something. If you're reading in God's Word and something does not square up with your life experience, don't throw the Bible out and say, ah, it's old and it's irrelevant to my life. That's a huge mistake. If you're following Jesus and along your journey of discipleship, you experience something in life and you just don't really see how it could make sense, don't just abandon your faith in God. Keep walking with Him. There were many who were confused that day and many who turned away. Walking with Jesus is hard, but I assure you that it's worth the hardship the second difficulty these disciples met head on, and that we will too if we follow Jesus, is the difficulty of confession. The difficulty of confession. We, we see this in verses 61 through 69. It's interesting to note that Jesus' disciples didn't really know what they didn't understand. It's like they couldn't put into words, Jesus, we're having a hard time tracking you. But Jesus himself knew that they were complaining and that they were offended. Just as bread only gives your body the nourishment it needs when you place it in your mouth and eat it, so the bread of life only gives life when it is received into the heart by faith. In the person of Christ, God was granting any and all to eat freely of the bread of life. But some of the curious crowd who were not truly devoted disciples just said, no thanks, and they walked away. They were on the spiritual keto diet. They didn't want the bread of life. They didn't want to have to only come to Jesus. They wanted some other path to follow God in truth. Now, I don't think that this refers to people losing their salvation because the Bible teaches clearly elsewhere that those who are in Christ are eternally secure in Him. But this does refer to those who might express an interest in joining Jesus, but later their efforts implode because their faith is not genuine. It's like those who hear that Jesus offers forgiveness of sins that he offers salvation from hell and an eternity in heaven, but they never really choose to give their lives to him in total abandonment and absolute surrender. They want the blessings from the hand of the one who multiplied bread and fish and fed the crowd, but they don't want the presence of the one whose piercing gaze knows their sin and convicts their hearts so that they can experience transformation by His grace. In one of His parables, Jesus compared these type of people who walked away here in John chapter 6 to those who failed in faithful confession. 
Jesus told a parable about seeds scattered among the ground. And He said some of the seed that fell among the rocky soil sprang up immediately. But because it had no root, it soon withered and faded in the scorching sun. A lot of people turned away that day. Even after Jesus had performed perhaps His greatest miracle up to that point only the day prior when He had fed over 5,000 people from just five loaves of bread and two small fish. I'm sure that that brought the Lord heartache. Those same people He had taught and fed now left and wanted nothing to do with Him. And that's when Jesus turned to the twelve the disciples that he had called his own and chosen to follow him. And he asked this question, Do you also want to go away? Verse 67. In that moment, understand, it was not fashionable to follow Jesus. Many were leaving. Few stayed the course. The truth wasn't trendy But Peter made a bold and straightforward confession in front of his peers. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Peter knew that the line had been drawn in the sand by his Lord. And he was willing to stand with Jesus even when others were leaving him. One of our longtime uh, Sunday school teachers, first group leaders, uh, Jack and I guess it's Jack and Mary Joe. You can't really separate them from each other. They've been teaching children on Sunday mornings a long time here at First Baptist Walnut Ridge. And I have heard Jack share this, not just with his Sunday school group, but with kids in Awana and with teenagers in the youth group as well. At some point, it is not going to be cool to follow Jesus. And he challenges them. Are are you going to keep following Jesus even when it's not the popular thing to do? When your friends aren't coming to church anymore, are you going to come? When people are too busy to serve the Lord, are you going to choose to sacrifice your time and keep serving Him? If we're going to wholeheartedly follow Jesus, there's going to be moments in life when we must make a bold stance in our faith to fix our feet in the right direction. Making a public confession of faith in Christ alone will not always be popular. And sometimes that may even result in your alienation from a group of friends, perhaps even from family members. Walking with Jesus is hard, but it's worth the hardship. Did you catch Peter's question before his confession? Lord, to whom shall we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. Peter's saying, Jesus, if we left you and went somewhere else, Where are we going to find the bread of life? If you're the bread of life, then we want you. A third difficulty. 
that we'll encounter in walking with Christ is the difficulty of conflict. The difficulty of conflict. I don't know if you know this or not, but not everyone who calls himself or herself a Christian is actually a Christian. Everybody say, oh. It's true. It is sad, but it is reality. There are pretenders and swindlers out there. This didn't take Jesus by surprise, even though it might shock us. But really, it shouldn't take us by surprise either. Look back at verse 64. Jesus said, But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe and who would betray Him. Some people who follow Christ are not actually following Christ. Those who do not truly believe may even be listed as members on church rolls. Are you ready for this? Sometimes they might be Sunday school teachers. Sometimes they might be children or youth leaders. Sometimes they might be deacons. Did you know sometimes they might even be preachers? Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 through 23, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Have we not cast out demons in your name? Have we not done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, Jesus says, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. I want you to think about those words of Jesus from Matthew chapter 7 and Judas Iscariot's actions as a false follower of Jesus. Luke chapter 9 verse 1 says that Jesus called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. Did you know that Judas prophesied the coming of the kingdom? Did you know that Judas cast out demons from those who were possessed? Did you know that Judas performed miraculous healings but that he never truly followed Christ? In fact, Jesus went so far as to call him a devil in John chapter 6, verse 70. One of Jesus' own disciples would deliver him over to the chief priests and the scribes where he would be falsely accused, unjustly charged, and ultimately executed. That's hard. And conflict with others like that will test our core convictions as Christians. I mean, I'm sure it was hard for Jesus to have Judas come up to him after praying in the Garden of Gethsemane and feel the kiss of betrayal on his cheek. But don't you think it was hard for Simon Peter and the other ten disciples who were standing there too? 
as they watched this man who had been following Jesus with them for the last three years of their lives hand Jesus over so that he'd be killed? Will you keep walking with Jesus even when others around you turn against him and against you? Because it's going to happen. And it's going to be hard. I can remember when I was a student at Williams Baptist, we would have student-led worship services on Tuesday nights. It was called uh, Collide at that point. I think it's called PM now for those students who are out there. I had the opportunity to, to preach at some of those worship services and was one of the leaders of our Baptist Campus Ministries team. And there was a student who had come the first couple weeks to those worship services and just hadn't come back. And I met him in the middle of the sidewalk, walking across campus. And I said, hey, Mary, are you coming to Collide tonight? And he said, no way. I was like, really? He said, yeah. I said, why not? He said, man, one of those guys that got up there a couple weeks to go to preach, he said, I, I saw him doing this and saying this and yada, yada. And I'm not going back. He's a fake. And I said, okay, so because one person acted in hypocrisy, you're going to choose not to worship with the rest of the group that really you know, does want to worship the Lord and honor and glorify Him in their lives? He said, well, I mean, what else would you expect? I said, well, I kind of expect better from you. I said, what are you going to do tonight? And he told me, he said, oh, I'm going to watch this show. You guys remember when the show Lost came out on ABC? Man, sometimes you'd watch that show and you thought, this is the best show ever. And sometimes you'd watch that show and you'd think, these writers are idiots. Why, why are they doing this to us? This is horrible. He said, I'm going to watch Lost tonight. I said, have you ever watched an episode of Lost before and you, you've loved it? He said, oh, yeah, man, all the time. I said, did you watch the episode last week? You know, we'd record them and we'd watch them after Collide was over with. He said, yeah, I hated it. I said, I did too. But you know what? I'm still going to watch Lost. I said, I want you to think about your relationship with Christ in these terms. Are you going to give up following Jesus just because one person who said that they followed Jesus has not been faithful to him? And in that moment, it just kind of went, oh. Hey, folks, listen to me. I wish that every single person who called themselves a Christian was truly a devoted follower of Jesus. But there are pretenders and there are fakes and there are real life hypocrites out there. If you give up following Jesus, using them as an excuse, the truth is you're not a real disciple either. Not everyone who says they follow Christ will actually follow Christ. They'll take steps in opposition to Jesus instead of obedience to Him. Sometimes those steps are going to stomp on us. Jesus Himself was betrayed, but He continued to do His Father's will. 
When others fail, your own faith is going to be tested. Walking with Jesus is going to be hard. But it's worth the hardship. Because when others are faithless, He is still faithful. This morning we've noted three difficulties from this passage of Scripture in our spiritual pilgrimage as Christians. There may even be more difficulties that we encounter in our life with Christ. No matter the difficulty, being a disciple of Jesus is worth it. I promise you it is. Walking with Jesus is hard, but it's worth the hardship. So my question for you this morning is will you keep walking with Jesus even when it's difficult? Will you keep walking with Jesus even when it's difficult? Some years ago, I was a member of Calvary Baptist Church in Horn Lake, Mississippi. And our church had, uh, had a man named John Michael Poulin who had been investing and some Hispanics that lived in DeSoto County, Mississippi. And he had started a worship service with these Hispanic believers on Sunday morning. And these Hispanic believers began to share the gospel. And people were being saved. And it came time for those who had been saved, who had called upon Jesus as Lord, to take the next step of obedience in their faith in Christ and to be baptized. And as a sign that the whole church at Calvary Baptist and Horn Lake was with them and behind them as they were following Jesus, we just had one big worship service on a Sunday night so that they could be baptized. And these believers would walk down into the baptistry and they would be singing this hymn that you know. I didn't know what it was at first because I'm not so good with Spanish. They were singing, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. And as one by one they came into the baptistry, they began to share their, their stories. Or John Michael would share a little bit of their stories. About how because they had decided to follow Jesus, their families had kicked them out of their homes. How because they had decided to follow Jesus... Some of them had lost their jobs. How because they had decided to follow Jesus, their friends no longer wanted anything to do with them. Some real difficulties and real hardships. But as they're taking a literal step of obedience, being baptized in public confession, they're singing the words. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Though none go with me, I still will follow. No turning back, no turning back. First Baptist, Walnut Ridge, I want you to hear me. You may not lose a job. You may not lose family members. You may not lose friends. You may not lose your homes. But following Jesus is going to be tough. There's times it's going to be hard. Are you going to give up? Or are you going to keep following Him? Because reality for many of you is that you're having difficulties in your journey with Christ this morning. 
It may be doubting the goodness of God when there's something so bad as sickness and disease and life-threatening injuries in your life or the life of a loved one and you're wondering how in the world a good God who loves you could allow you and your family to go through this. Keep walking with Jesus. It may be something like you've got a family member who is lost and doesn't know Christ and you've been witnessing to them for months and years and maybe even decades. And in your heart, you're going, Jesus, I know you said you're the way, the truth, and the life. And nobody comes to the Father except through you. God, you really wouldn't send my loved one to hell if they don't come to know you, would you? There may be some real doubts and conflicts in your heart and your mind. Don't start believing something different just because the truth is hard to handle. Walking with Jesus is hard, but it's worth the hardship. And I promise you, if you'll continue to have faith in the one who is faithful to you, you'll find that every step, no matter how challenging it is to take, is worth taking as you follow him. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? In just a moment, we're going to have a hymn of invitation as this hymn is played and as we sing it together, I simply invite you and encourage you to respond to God as He's spoken to your heart today. I don't know all of the challenges that each of you as individual Christians is encountering in your faith. I don't know all of the difficulties that you're dealing with. But I can assure you that if you walk with Jesus... He'll walk with you all the way through those obstacles, all the way through those difficulties. Maybe you're here this morning and you've not ever truly chosen to follow Jesus. You've not ever given your life to the one who gave his life for you. I just want to ask you in humility and in boldness and in faith, To get up out of your seat, to walk down here to the front and just say, Jake, I want to follow Jesus and I don't want to turn back. Where else can I go? He alone has the words of eternal life. I would love for you to come to know Jesus today if you don't. If I can pray for you and with you in any way through whatever difficulty you're dealing with right now in your Christian life, I'd love the opportunity to do that. This altar's open. If you need to come and just kneel down in prayer and ask God to help you through the challenges that you're facing. If you need to make another decision today, perhaps to join First Baptist Church and become a member or maybe to answer the call that God has placed on your life to gospel ministry, I'd love the opportunity to talk with you about those things too. As God calls you today, would you come to Him?